On February 12, 1993, two 10-year-old boys, Robert Thompson and John Venables, kidnapped, tortured, and killed two-year-old James Patrick Bulger from Kirby, Merseyside, England. Bulger was brought away from the New Strand shopping centre in Bootle by Thompson and Venables after his mother had shifted her gaze away from him for a brief minute. Two days after his kidnapping, his mangled body was discovered on a railway line, four kilometres, away in Walton, Liverpool. Thompson and Venables were seen on closed-circuit video, CCTV, at the New Strand shopping centre in Bootle on February 12, 1993 casually observing youngsters and presumably picking a victim. The lads were truanting from their primary schools on a daily basis. Throughout the day, Thompson and Venables were observed taking candy, batteries, a troll toy, and a container of blue paint from several stores. Later, one of the lads said that they were intending to kidnap a youngster, take him to a busy road near the shopping center, and shove him into oncoming traffic. James Bulger, from nearby Kirby, traveled to the New Strand shopping center with his mother, Denise, the same day. Denise, who had let go of her kid's hand to pay for her shopping on the bottom level of the center at approximately 1540, realized her son was gone while inside the A.R. Tim's butcher's store. Thompson and Venables approached James Bulger, grabbed his hand, and escorted him out of the shopping mall. At 1542, the scene was captured on CCTV. Bulger was taken by Thompson and Venables to the Leeds and Liverpool Canal, about a quarter mile from the New Strand shopping centre, where he was dumped on his head and received facial injuries. Bulger was pushed into the canal as a prank by the lads. Bulger was sobbing his eyes out when an eyewitness saw him by the canal, according to an eyewitness. The youngsters took a 2.5 mile, 4 kilometre, walk across Liverpool, where they were observed by around 38 individuals, although the majority of passers-by did nothing to help. Two individuals confronted Thompson and Venables, but both claimed that Bulger was their brother or that he was lost and that they were transporting him to a police station. Bulger was taken by the lads at one point to a pet store but were ejected. Eventually, the boys arrived in Walton. With Walton Lane Police Station facing them across the road, they hesitated and led Bulger up a steep bank to a railway line near the former Walton and Anfield railway station, close to Anfield Cemetery. One of the youngsters splashed blue humbrol modeling paint into Bulger's left eye, which they had shoplifted earlier. They stomped on him, kicked him in the face, and hurled rocks and stones at him. They put batteries in Bulger's mouth and may have put some in his anus, according to investigators, though none were located there. Finally, the lads smacked Bulger with a 10-kilogram, 22-pound, railway fish plate. As a result of the bar impacting his head, he suffered 10 skull fractures. Bulger received so many injuries, 42 in total, that none of them could be recognized as the fatal blow, according to pathologist Alan Williams. Thompson and Venables strewn a dead or dying James Bulger over the railway lines and piled stones on his head in the hopes that a train would hit him and cause his death to seem accidental. His body was sliced in two by a train after they fled the site. Bulger's decapitated body was discovered two days later by a group of children. He died before the train struck him, according to a forensic pathologist. Bulger's shoes, socks, 
trousers, and underwear had all been removed, leading police to believe the lads had sexually abused him. Bulger's foreskin had been violently pushed back, according to the pathologist's findings, which was read in court. Bulger's kidnapping from the New Strand shopping center by two unnamed youngsters was swiftly discovered on law resolution footage. Hundreds of bouquets of flowers were quickly placed on the railway embankment where his death was discovered. Due to vigilante threats, the family of one youngster who was arrested for interrogation but later freed had to depart the city. The breakthrough came when a lady recognized Venables and remembered seeing him playing truant with Thompson in the Bootle area that day after watching slightly improved photos of the two youngsters on national television. She alerted the authorities, and the guys were apprehended. The fact that the suspects were so young surprised the investigating detectives, led by Merseyside Police Detective Superintendent Albert Kirby. Bulger was first seen with two juveniles, suggesting that the killers were teens, in early news accounts and police comments, with the ages of the lads impossible to determine from CCTV photographs. Both lads had the same blue paint on their clothing as was found on Bulger's body, according to forensic examinations. Both had blood on their shoes, and DNA testing were used to connect Thompson's blood to Bulger's. Bulger's right cheek was bruised in a pattern that resembled the upper portion of a shoe Thompson wore, a paint mark on the toe cap of one of Venables's shoes showed he must have kicked Bulger with considerable power. Thompson is claimed to have inquired as to if the two-year-old had been transported to the hospital in order to bring him back to life. On February 28, 1993, the boys were each charged with the murder of James Bulger, and on February 22, 1993, they appeared at South Sefton Youth Court, where they were remanded in jail until trial. The boys were dubbed Child A, Thompson, and Child B, Thompson, in the aftermath of their arrest and during the media coverage of their trial. They were confined in secure facilities while awaiting trial, where they would finally be sentenced to indefinite detention. On November 24, 1993, the lads, then 11 years old, were found guilty of Bulger's murder in a Preston court, making them the 20th century's youngest convicted killers. Mr. Justice Morland, the court, informed Thompson and Venables that they had committed a felony unrivaled heinousness and barbarism your actions were both ingenious and nasty, in my opinion. Morland condemned them to detention at Her Majesty's pleasure, recommended that they be held in jail for very, very many years to come, with a minimum sentence of eight years. 